Now back to the Pete McMurray Show. Gang, have you ever taken a day off because you were spent? You were just so drained mentally that you had to take a day off work. It's funny that you bring this up just this week. You're walking out right now? (laughs) No. My (laughs) husband actually took a mental health day in honor of the 20th anniversary of his father's passing. And he posted about it on LinkedIn. And his out-of-office message said, I am taking a mental health day because of this reason. I will not be checking things. And the response has been so phenomenal. In less than 24 hours, he's had a 1,000 people wow. reshare it. So, yeah, mental health days, it's real. And I think people are clamoring for them. Rob, yeah. have you? I have. And I think it's different for everybody. But for me... Just even one day away from what you usually do. And if that's work, it's unbelievable how it really does kind of, I don't know if it reinvigorates or recharges or you regain that perspective, but it it sets the mind right. And I I wholeheartedly endorse mental health days. A day away from obligations. Yeah. You got to thank the Gen Zers because 82% of employed Gen Zers want mental health days. I thought after the pandemic and going through COVID, people were were more aware of mental health and they talked about mental health more and they talked about therapy. You would think that this would be a normal thing. They're getting a little bit of pushback here with the Gen Zers. Well, it's because... The people who are still in charge of most companies grew up in an age where if you cut off a finger, you're supposed to go get it wrapped up and then come back to work. And your value was seen as how much time you spent at work Mm -hmm. and how dedicated you were. So if those people are still at the top of the food chain, they don't understand where this other generation is coming from because they feel like I sucked it up and went to work with pneumonia. (laughs) Why are you taking a day off? Because you're sad. Well, it's like a page out of the book, The Jungle, you know, back way back. That's what people did. You know, you broke an ankle while you stood on your other foot for the next eight hours. But yeah, yeah, and I think you're right. I think it's a generational pushback. That's exactly what it is. Think about when you were in your 20s. All you did was work, work, work. And now that we're older and we have families, we want to spend time with our spouses. It's like, eh. I don't really care about work. If they don't like me, I'll find another job. Right. And I think we're also generations that grew up not seeing our parents as much because they had so much pressure to always be at work. So we don't want to become that. That's so true. It Uh, is. Like if your parents were always at work and they missed birthday parties and school gatherings and just things, they couldn't come to your baseball game because they were forced to go to work. You're like, I don't want to live like that. I want to see my kids. Wow, I feel like this is a therapy session right now. Well, I, I, hate, the, I hate the phrase because of <laughs> who came up with it, but I, I do agree with it. And it's job lock. You'd want to try to avoid job lock. And it was so House true. Speaker Nancy Pelosi, who I don't know if she coined it, but certainly she was at the forefront of those words. And, you know, I, I look at someone like my stepmother. She worked for 25 plus years, I think, at a huge corporation and enjoyed it at the outset, but it became such an arduous task towards the end that it really not only took a toll on her mental health, but it started impacting the physical side as well. More colds, more sick days. Mm -hmm. Of course. Um, just, Just getting, she was being dragged down. We have a cush job right here. We come to work, we giggle, <laughs> talk to a few celebrities, have some we fun giggle. with each it's other. Great. 
Yeah. And it's it's like you're sitting around having coffee with a friend. I mean, we fully admit that we lucked out with this job. But I have worked in factories, and I've been there when it's 120 degrees making Ugh. railroad parts. It's horrible. It's horrendous. Yeah. And it does take a mental toll when you have to think to yourself, oh, my God, it's only Tuesday. I still have four more days to go to work. Yeah. yeah. We've all been there. I worked to make extra cash in college. I worked at a book bindery. Oh, my God. And oh. It, was, it was a part-time gig, but you talk about the conditions, the heat, and then just the general malaise that settles over the people who, unfortunately, this is their job. There are no other options yeah. you know, yeah. for these people. Right. And you can see it on their faces. And after 25 years, you're thinking to yourself, I can't do anything else. I mean, this is this is my job. This is my what I'm going to die doing. Move. People hiring yeah. managers don't always have the uh, imagination to hire someone without the ABCs that you're looking for, even though they everyone gets trained on the job. So I don't know why it's so hard to take people, but whatever. Conversation is bumming me out. Well, <laughs> I mean, at least I, I'm we, feeling job locked right now. <laughs> we, we, we talk about mental health on this show to spur someone to go and get help if they need help. We highly encourage that. According to research, what is the most important leadership skill a person can have? Listening. Listening. Flexibility. Flexibility. Empathy is the most yeah. important leadership skill. Not sympathy, empathy. I agree. I think, yeah. um, and that's why the pandemic did help a lot of leaders see like, oh, I think it's hard for a lot of Americans to put themselves in an other American shoes. And mm -hmm. empathy allows you to do that and be like, well, I might not be working in a 120 degree factory and then still barely being able to pay my bills at the end of the week. Right. But I can empathize with them. Could you imagine going to work in a factory and then you have to go to your kids game? Next thing you know, it's eight o'clock at night and you have to do it all over again at 5 a.m. I would go absolutely insane if I had to do that. But the number one thing, the best thing that ever came out of the pandemic is we're paying attention and we're talking about mental health. Agreed. 100%. Because we all went through a horrible, traumatic experience at the same time. We did. And you had to sneak away at the beginning of the pandemic to see people or you would get shamed. Because or to you get your hair cut in a back alley. <laughs> Who? Back alley Somebody. <laughs> My hair grows very quick. <laughs> and we were outside and I was wearing a mask. <laughs> More of the Pete McMurray Show next.